0: All righty, praise
1: the Lord, everybody. We are live here, the Discernment Amongst Youth podcast. And uh, we're excited, we have an interesting topic on today. Uh, For those watching live on Facebook and YouTube, hopefully you all can interact with us as we discuss this. I like to say it's a fun topic, I would say. Um, Of course, it's one of those topics in our generation where it can get a little testy, it can get a little hot depending on what angle we're coming from. But today, today's topic is gonna be hymns slash old songs or modern new gospel songs. What's your preference? So that's pretty much what the discussion is about. It's about preference, not necessarily about, okay. Uh, yeah, if you like hymns, this is not a condemnation to modern songs. And if you, it's not a condemnation to hymns. Uh, so we have three very fine panelists here today, um, three young ministers who we felt could bring some great insight to this conversation. And the reason being is because you know if we did get some older people, we felt like this conversation may have been a little biased. I hate to be that way, but we know uh, older saints or older people would like the hymns, the older songs, versus the new, uh, the newer generation. So we're going to give the floor to them. You know, we, you, each one of you guys can introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, uh, what church you're from, and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the people. Anybody? By uh, the fact, we're going to start with uh, Minister Bolden, a good friend of mine.
2: God bless you all. To all that are watching, praise the Lord. Uh, my name is Minister George Bolden III from uh, Columbus, Ohio. I am a young minister at Redeemed Assembly under the pastored of The Honorable Dr. Mamie Wilson. And uh, I am the founder and ministry overseer of A Call to Be Different Ministries, where this is a uh, youth ministry that uh, is reigning and preaching Jesus Christ in these last naval days. So you can check us out on YouTube, not to overstep my boundaries, but uh, we're just all about bringing young people together in the name of Jesus. So God bless you.
1: Yes, that's good. That's good. Minister Jared.
3: Yes, sir, Uh, praise the Lord to everybody. Um, Greetings, uh, one and all, to all that may be watching, even to all that may see this at a later date. Um, I am Minister Jared Smith. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and I bring you greetings from Faith Assembly of Christ of Baltimore, um, here in Baltimore, uh, where my (laughs) pastor is uh, Elder Courtney Spence. And um, I am so honored to be here. Um, so glad to join into this discussion. Um, excited about what is going to come from this and uh, excited about connecting with um, other young brothers in the board.
4: Right. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm brother Gabriel Peterson. I attend the way back to Pentecost church uh, as Washington DC my pastor is Alfonso Bratcher. I'm also a, a co-laborer in the local assembly with brother and uh sister Antoine Allen. And I'm just glad to be here. Glad to have a good discussion. Um, looking forward to anything when it comes to church. I'm glad to talk about it, glad to be yes, about sir. it. Yes.
1: Nah, that's good. That's good. But matter
4: of fact, Minister Jerry,
1: before we get started, what part of Baltimore are you from?
3: So i I guess I take claim of East Baltimore. Um, oh, East I mean, okay. a lot of my yeah, I was gonna say that's where a lot of my family are, is from, um, as well as I have family or family roots, I should say, in Cherry Hill as well. But um, okay, okay, but, we ain't gonna but get into sad. that. Baby. <laughs> I, I would, I wouldn't advise anybody to you know make your way over to the West Side unless you know the Lord Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh fence, wow. Um, we're gonna leave that alone that's, right that's there. A, yeah, I was gonna say that, that's a running joke in my church because my pastor he lives on the west side, as does oh, wow. a lot of people that I know. So um just joking, like, just joking, just joking. No, nah, it's yeah. all good.
1: It's all good, it's <laughs> all good. So let's get right into it, y'all. Let's get right into it. So this topic here, um I feel important conversation for our generation, just because uh in our worshiping church music is very important. So the first question is going to be that, how important should or is singing slash music to us as the body of Christ? How important is that to us as believers?
2: I I think it's very important uh, because it sets the tone of the worship service. Uh, My pastor used to say, if the prayer is off, the worship is going to be off and vice versa, uh, because uh, it's worship, it's praise and worship that sets the atmosphere. Uh, so if your praise and worship leaders come in uh, singing, just anything that they wanna sing and not being led of the Lord, then the whole service is gonna be off. And not, this is something that uh, somebody had, they haven't told me, but this is something that I witnessed. So it's very important.
4: Hmm um i also uh agree that's very important um it can also help with uh the clutter that's in our mind sometimes um to sing a song um just to get our mind and and, in a worship focus i noticed that uh that's helped me personally get my mind you know one track minded you know Mm. focus on the lord oh that's good that's good
3: yeah I, i i would agree with uh both what brother Gabe and uh, brother George said concerning the importance of it um, in the confines of a worship service and even scripturally um, there were times where the uh, ones that were carriers of the music if you will would go before and Uh sometimes because of their praises unto God they would get the victory even before they had to fight the battle and so Uh as a result sometimes i've been a witness um firsthand of how uh just ushering in the presence of the lord um during you know the mode of the service that we would deem to be praise and worship where the presence of the lord comes into the place to where it sets the tone um to where the ground is then palatable for the word to come forth and the ground is palatable for people to be healed and changed and delivered and um uplifted So um, I think that it is very important. I think down through the gears, unfortunately, um, some people for one reason or another have tried to discount the power of music. Um, However, I think that even we could take a lesson, though we don't follow the same patterns as they do, we could take a lesson from the world in how they respond to when a song comes on and if they're in the club and everybody runs to the dance floor Um, Mm. and how it changes the atmosphere and the environment of the place. And in that same way, um, in the house of the Lord, um, that's how it should be. The scripture says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So if we lead with that praise and worship, if we lead um, with the gifts that music is that God has given to us, um, then that will open the door for other things to take place and for the presence of the Lord to be seen.
1: Mm, That's good. That's good. So let's get to the subject at hand. I wanted to start that out. I felt like that would be a good good uh, way to uh, you know break the mold here. So individually, you all can answer this. What is your preference—hymns and old songs, (laughs) or new uh, slash modern songs? Like, what do you prefer? What uh, I guess, what gets you going? What enriches you spiritually, and why? And anybody can go. One of you, anybody can take a step.
3: <laughs> well, we already know where Minister Bolden is going, so I'll let him go first. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I am a hymn lover. Uh, They used to call me the hymnologist, uh, oh, but wow. I, I don't know them all. <laughs> I know the majority, but I don't know them all. But it's something that I grew up on. I was thinking today before this broadcast, uh, me and my grandmother uh, she had a hymn book, and uh, on you know some late summer nights, we would have the door open, and we would just sing those old songs. And of course, you know Bishop G. Patterson and some of the other gospel artists we would listen to. So the hymns, I love them because they have also uh, brought me and took me through some some rough times. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I saw on Brother uh, Jared's page there was a a song. Uh, that came on, I was in the middle of a crisis, and simply the song came on, trust and obey. Mm. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So the hymns, they mean something. Yes. You know, this modern day uh, music is good, but if I had a preference or option, hymns would be my choice of of music. Mm.
1: That's good, that's good. Minister <laughs> it's the game. You, have, you look like you uh got something <laughs> on your mind.
4: <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just trying to be attentive. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm going with uh, Mr. Uh, Bowden. Is that correct? Um, hymns. That's how I came in. Yeah. The old rugged cross. Everybody yeah. knows my testimony. That's how it started for me. So the foundation was already laid. You know, I grew up. Uh let's hand the hymns even though i didn't you know contribute to you know maybe singing them before i got saved but it was instilled in me and that's my foundation so yes sir. i mean i can't go no other way man i i'm <laughs> i can't go no other way i mean but you know that's that's not a knock on good songs that i hear good spiritual songs that may not be considered hymnal um but that's my, that's, I'm just gonna answer the question. That's my preference.
2: That's so awesome.
4: That's good. That's good.
3: Go ahead, Minister
1: Jared. Yeah,
3: I, 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 um, in anticipation of the conversation, um, I knew where my brother, uh, Minister George is going to go. Um, <laughs> and, and I kind of could, could sense, um, that hymns would <laughs> take the, Overwhelming lead as far as what what the preference was Um, So, you know, I came into the conversation Prepared to kind of play uh, The other side of (laughs) the fence, if you will Um, Not that I necessarily Don't subscribe to Preferring hymns uh, But just for the sake of um, I guess modern worship songs Um, I I i'm kind of torn if i can be totally honest I'm a little oh that's torn. good that's good that's good um, yeah yeah I, I and and for the sake of argument you know i i definitely wanted to explore both sides of the coin yeah um yes. i think that the hymns are certainly important because they are the foundation of the church uh, they are the foundation um of many of our lives um as it was mentioned from uh, Minister Bowden about, you know, uh, singing with his grandmother. You know, my grandmother, she right here in the other room. She loves a good hymn. And Amen. So, um, you know, we know, that, we know that, you know, there's certainly power in the hymns of the church. And um, even preparing for the conversation, um, I was reminded of a story that I heard um, about the old hymn, uh, Precious Lord, Take My Hand. Um, it was written by uh, Thomas Dorsey. And uh, the story that I heard, or the account um, concerning when he wrote that song, he was out at sea and uh, he had learned that his wife and his child um, who had just been born um, had both died in the process of his wife giving birth to the child. And so he wrote this song out of that painful place. I, I can't even fathom the level of pain that he was experiencing in that moment to not only lose your wife but also your child that you were anticipating coming into the world and so all of this hope all of this joy all of this love that he had acquired in his life to that point um, had now been literally snatched away from him and in that moment he still mustered up the strength to write those words that have helped carry so many other people through their darkest hours. You know, precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, help me stand. Um, I am tired, I'm weak, I'm worn. Um, Through the storm, through the night, uh, lead me on to the light. Precious Lord, right. take my hand and lead me home. So um, I, I I just think that there is no, no way that you could discount um, the power uh, of the hymns of the church. And the reason why I said that I was torn is because... Um, Growing up and even early on in my faith walk, there were uh, moments where there were modern worship songs that kind of helped me to connect with the presence of the Lord. Um, yet at the same time as I get older and I as I experience things in my personal life, I find myself uh, sometimes just, uh, you know, getting up and, and singing an old hymn and sometimes it's just like i don't even know where it's coming from you know one day it might be you know great is thy faithfulness another day it might be you know i must tell jesus whatever it is um you know these are songs that help kind of serve as i guess what i would deem to be like a spiritual vitamin to help you get through the day to remind yourself of the promises of god and i think that my lone Issue, if you will, and I don't want to get ahead of the conversation, but I guess the long I know you're fine, you're that, fine. I would, that I would deem to be um with the modern worship songs is the lack of scripture sometimes, um, and the lack of scriptural substance in what people are saying is something that my pastor brings up a lot, is sometimes these songs they don't line up with what the word is saying. And uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus said, man shall not uh, live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so we understand that his word is our foundation um, and he and his word are one. And so as a result, if we are following him, then everything that we do uh, should be filtered through what his word says about it. And that does not exclude music. Um, In fact, I think that music should be towards the top of the list as it pertains to um, how we consider what we listen to and what we sing um, and what we give our attention to as it pertains to songs. So I don't have any issue at all with um, the the modern worship songs because as I stated, um, a lot of them have helped me um, with my own faith journey, but at the same token, um, there's absolutely no way that you could discount the power of the hymns of the church um, because they have, Brought us to this point, and I told the story about um Thomas Dorsey to to emphasize the fact that they endured a lot of things to even write those songs. Um, mm. and there was power, and I like to say, you know, when something is real, it reaches, and so when it comes from a genuine place, it reaches a genuine place. And so I think that that's really the pull of the hymns, is that um they were written from genuine places that whatever the song was conveying, the writer was convinced. And so mm. as a result, as a listener, it draws you in um to receive what it is that the message is saying. So
0: I no, that's you good. that's
1: good. oh no, no, that's good. That's good. You actually said something <laughs> that uh sparked a question in my mind that I'll ask later down the you know later down the conversation. Uh sets up for the next question. The next question is what separates um what separates the old songs and new songs from one another and you kind of laid a good foundation for that so uh uh minister gate what separates the old songs and the new songs from one another
4: uh what i perceive separates them is the uh first the spirituality mm. um and uh the experience like my brother said cuz that's thinking on it thinking on this uh when you sent the subject just i was just thinking about it um a lot of the hymns were written from an experience standpoint not that modern songs are not written from experience but uh when the scripture admonishes admonishes us to sing spiritual songs and it's also talking about uh sing with an understanding um Mm. there's a lack thereof rough sometimes It's more of you know, it's more about the music. It's like a cater to like an emotion with, rather than a spirit. So I think uh, for, for me, that's kind of what I would put it as, uh, but it's not really, you know, it's not really something I've actually like thought about in depth, you know, I, I, I guess I kind of was the one, I kind of was a uh, kind of a uh, bullheaded. <laughs> you know, him's got me in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but look that that's me i'm mature but you know so mm. that that's my that would be my answer I, I believe that there's sometimes a lot of times there's a lack of the spiritual part uh that helps edify you and grow you Um uh, mm. with the modern songs um otherwise with the, uh hymns
1: minister boulder how about you
2: I think sitting here listening to everybody, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, yes, I love the hymns, uh, yes, I sing them as much as I can, but it also has to uh, deal with your audience as well. Uh, now I cannot go to a what I call a more modern church. Well, yes, they believe in Jesus. Yes, they believe in water baptism. But some of their doctrinal stances may be different from mine. Uh, I cannot start in their prayer time saying, "My faith looks up to Thee." (laughs) Uh, I may have to start off with, "Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down," because they have heard that on the radio. Uh, You got if your church does not sing, "My faith looks up to Thee," you may not even know. And sometimes I deal with Brother Gay, you go to some of these churches and the musicians, they don't know the songs, you know, oh. they'll try their best to, to key you in. But, you know, the more and more uh, hymns are not taught, hymns are not song, sang, excuse me, uh, you know, you kind of have your challenges with that. But like you said, from a foundational standpoint, I, I think it's important, like Brother Jared said, you just kind of have to look at the perspective on who you're dealing with, who you're singing them to. Now I can sing them all day in my house and in my private time, but when you get on, you know, and talk to some of the younger people, they, they may not know them. Hmm. Sad to say. Uh, that's good. I hope that, that answers the question. I'm sure. Oh no, absolutely,
1: absolutely. I think that brought perfect balance to uh, the question. Uh, Minister Smith, how about you? I, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know you touched I, on some I, of it but <laughs> go ahead
3: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i mean i, I kind of touched on it a, a little bit already when i made reference to um you know the scriptural um lack thereof and i heard brother uh gave even make mention to that um to an extent and of course um as uh, george just said you know as it pertains to knowing the audience you know that they I, I hear a saying nowadays, you know, about it being important to read the room to understand, you know, you know where you are. Uh, as the Apostle Paul said, you know, I've become all things to all men, then I might win some. Um, understanding that sometimes we do have to adapt um, and adjust to where we are, and it's not a matter of compromise; it's just a matter of wisdom. Um, The scripture says, he that wineth souls um, is wise. And so as a result, to kind of touch on um, Brother Gabe's perspective, sometimes the modern songs are what can help serve as a draw to those from the outside coming in. Because, you know, I may not connect with, you know, it is well or, you know, another song like that. Um, even musically, like uh, aesthetically, how the song sounds may not necessarily be something that draws me in. But if you sing, you know, you are my strength, or you sing let it rise, or you sing, you know, one of these other modern worship songs that we do now um, that may draw you in because it's a familiar sound and it is something that, that kind of brings you in um, from what you're familiar with and can be a bridge of sorts to the hymn. You know, because as I kind of made reference to earlier, um, it's the older that I get and the more that I walk with God that I understand the power behind the the hymns. Um, And so sometimes if you're just coming in the door. You can't. It's not or let me say it this way. It's not wise to expect, you know, everyone to respond to the same thing at the same time. And so I think that. Music can even be to doubly answer this question and even the first question about how important music is I think we underestimate sometimes The evangelistic tool that music can be um, In that, you know, if we have a concert or, Or if you know, you put somebody up to sing at, you know, say an outdoor service That may draw someone that may not necessarily under their own volition walk into a church building But because they hear music, you know, they hear something that uh, gets their attention and draws them in, you know. So I think that it's important that that modern worship music gets its due credit, if you will, as the draw that it can be just as much as a hymn is a matter of like um, nostalgia and even substance to Mm. those who are a little more seasoned in the faith, if that makes sense.
1: Mm. Now that's good. That's good. That's good. What I like about what all of you guys have said is making it easier for us to transition in this conversation because you guys said a lot of important things. And I think it's, uh, I think it's good because this next question is very important as well. And uh, Minister Smith, you kind of hit on different points that's gotten the conversation really nicely. So I wanted to ask, right? um, This is twofold because I don't think you can separate. You can kind of separate these from one from another. But of course, they go hand in hand. Number one. And um, this time we're going to start with Minister Bowden. If you can uh, start, if you can answer this question. Start now. uh, Number one, do lyrics do lyrics really matter? And does melody and instruments matter as well when we talk about singing and when it (laughs) comes to worship? What do you all think about that? We're going to start with Minister
2: Bowden. Uh, That's a deep question. Uh, Yes, they do matter, uh, because when it comes to the modern day lyrics, and then you look at some of the hymns, uh, just like there's an old song that is entitled The Waterway. That is basically explaining to somebody uh, that the evening time has come, uh, Mm -hmm. that there's a fact that that God and Christ are one. And it basically says that you must repent and be baptized. I know I'm getting all of the music messed up, but there are messages in the lyrics. Uh, so it, it is very important to understand what you're listening to and, and what you're hearing. Just like this song, At the Cross, At the Cross, where I yeah. first saw the light and on and on and on. But it's it's basically, it has a message to what it's saying. Now, the modern-day music, like uh, Minister Jerry was talking about, uh, some of the songs that we sing may not be skip- scriptural, but they do have a meaning, but it may not coincide with the scriptures. Now, when it comes to music and how things are played, it's very important uh, to, to come together musically and to bring some of these songs together, because if the music is all <laughs> Then everything else is off. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you get up, you know, you go to some of these smaller churches, and if you can't find the right key, that may throw off the whole service. Now, if you get up and sing uh can't nobody do me like Jesus, and you playing all slow and all slow, that messes up the song and needs to be a little bit upbeat so people can understand the original <laughs> context of the song. So it's just very important. If I get up and sing, uh, God is a good God, I needed to be upbeat. But some people, if they don't know that, then the music is all jacked.
1: Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Gates?
4: I mean, I, I totally agree. You know, <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine you the one that standing up singing that door <laughs> praise service. <laughs> You're supposed to be giving God the praise. You might walk over with right. exactly that. That's right. But it's very important. Uh, tempos, man, uh, sometimes singing the wrong uh, slow song fast takes away from it marinating in your spirit. Mm. Uh, when, when it's, uh this is just the other side of the coin, uh, Minister Bowden said, you know. Uh, he used the example of uh, uh, slowing it down, speeding it up, um, s- slowing it down. So, when a slow hymn or you know, song that you're singing is meant to be the way it's sung that way, it's meant to be sung that way.
0: Mm. Um,
4: let's take, for example, um, what's the song Pastor like to say? Uh, There's a fountain. Yeah. You know, he got on the musicians a couple of times, you know, <laughs> 100 miles per hour. But when you sing that song and you, if you read the words, you got to sing it slow. Man, look, I'm real, I'm real, I'm sorry, fellas, I'm real passionate when it comes to that, you know, when it's about the word of God, these songs are like taking straight out the word of God and put a melody to it, if you understand what I'm saying. The hymns are like scriptures that you just take off and you write the, the, the song notes to them, you understand what I'm saying? So the word is God, he said, let the word of God, what? Dwell in you richly. Yes. How? Singing songs, spiritual songs, singing songs, hymns. So the melody to the song has got to be on point because that's that's like the unifying piece with your mind and what you're saying out your mouth. You know, it's got to connect because if you're just singing, yeah, like, oh, man, we it felt good in there. the fuck? Why was he at a fact? Maybe he was going 100 miles per hour. I, you know, I, that's that's just what I believe through my, my experience, that when you speed up a slow song or you slow down an up-tempo song, you can mess with the uh, uh, getting, like, the full meaning of the song. Uh. So that's
1: What Minister Smith?
3: Yeah, um, I- I'm loving this conversation. Let me just put a pin and-, and say that. Um, I, I I don't have a Grammy on my shelf or, or a dub or anything <laughs> like that, um, but I, I do write songs myself. And, okay. Um, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, as, as a songwriter, I always am trying to be minded to assure that some way, somehow um, I could find a scripture somewhere that would validate um, the lyrics of that song. And um, the, even i think that there is a level of intentionality that must go into it um, we serve a god of excellence and is excellent and so as a result anything that we do for him should in turn be also in excellence um in fact there's a scripture that even says to play skillfully before the lord and so yeah. um, we don't want to just render him anything and just because it's in the confines of church and saying that it's for a God that we should be content with allowing it to just be mediocre. Um, when the reality is if he's a big God, our response to him should be just the same. And uh so as far as lyrics are concerned, um, I think that absolutely um brother Gabe was right on it, just mentioning how you know these older songs and even some of the newer songs um like namely uh todd delaney he just put out an ep i think sometime earlier this year last year and every song was straight from scripture Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know a lot of the the songs that we choose to sing um they are reflections of god's word in song form and so Mm -hmm. i think that if if we are allowing the word to dwell in us richly uh, richly and we are allowing that to take precedent um in all that we do then absolutely lyrics matter and absolutely if it's for god then it should reflect his word um and to answer the second part of the question about melody um again you know even in writing there should be a level of intentionality of singing something that is going to be familiar to everybody else uh, one thing that i've learned and that I've come to learn um, in leading worship at church is that that moment in time is not a performance. It's a time that we are all together to invoke the presence of God. You know, the scripture says, um, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And so there are even some songs that I may intentionally select for us to do during that worship time, that maybe um, was deemed as far as the structure of the song to be call and response. So, you know, uh, Minister Bolden mentioned God is a good God. Yes, He is. You know, something that will uh, cause people to respond to what it is and take on their own meaning to it. Sometimes when I'm leading worship, um, I'll exhort the people to make it personal, to say, you know, Lord, I love you more than anything, you know, to invoke your own personal perspective and experience with the song. And so um uh oh I think we lost our host. Um so I think that it's important that you know we consider the importance of the melody as well, you know, and the familiarity of it as Brother Gay mentioned, you know, if, if somebody got up and you know they hit the click track and start singing there's a fountain everybody be looking around like what's going on because that's not what i'm familiar to and it takes away from the integrity and the intent of the song and i think Mm -hmm. it should not be discounted that the song was written with a certain intent and with a certain level of integrity that is compromised when it's not done in excellence when um it is you know changed without you know the leading of the lord or even in the spirit of excellence to where it's distorted. Now the sound is distorted and the message in turn is distorted and you can't receive mm. what you need to receive from the song because now you're trying to figure out why they playing at 160 beats per minute when the song was written to be at 80, you know. So mm. it, it, it sometimes can cause to be a distraction um, when the intent should be that it's a tool that we're using to invoke the presence of God. And we know that he is not the author of Confusion. So if there
1: is confusion in the midst, it is not of him. Mm. Now you guys have said some very key things on this. So this second half of this conversation, uh, we're gonna kind of <clears throat> ask some uh some good like some good ones. So I'm gonna throw a little hot one in there. You know, I gotta do that when it comes to music. <laughs> but um yeah, so I'm gonna ask a couple more questions. And I wanna ask this. Uh, in the last 10 to 15 years, as it pertains to modern songs, um, have you guys heard any songs that uh, had that have some substance that really speaks to your spirit or ministers to your spirit or puts you in a place of, I don't wanna say reminds you of a hymn, I don't wanna put it that way, but have you all heard some Newer things that have come out that you said, wow, this is really, uh, I can get with this. This is really uh, satisfying the Holy Ghost at this, in that present moment. (laughs) (laughs) Minister Jerry, you can start us out right here. You can start us. Okay, sure.
3: Um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I I think one song that immediately came to mind when you brought up the question was a song called Lord, You Are Good by Todd Galberth. Um, hmm. And he even tells a testimony on like the full version of the song. Um, okay, the okay, hold on. Of the I, I, song.
1: Of, I wanted um, to interrupt you real quick. Uh, I, I don't hold on. Can, uh-huh. can you? You don't have to sing it, but can can you do the melody a little bit? I'm trying to remember if I heard this or not. Uh, you ain't got to sing it. Just Oh, sure. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so my so bad. The, the, the,
3: the court. No, you find the chorus of the song or the kind of the catch of the song. It says, "Lord, you are good. You've been so good." Um. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Okay, I know that song. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of slow, or you know, moderate to slow. Okay, I know that song. Um,
1: I was thinking. I was thinking about yeah, the song, yeah. "Lord, You are good and Your mercy." But that's yeah, not yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not okay. Nothing, okay. Song. Okay. Cool. No,
3: nothing against that song. You know, um, <laughs> we sing it often at my church, so nothing against <laughs> that song. But that wasn't the one I was referencing.
1: Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Um,
3: but yeah, so so um as I was saying, uh Todd Galbith, he he tells a testimony at the beginning of the full version of the song of how um some things just were going left in his life. And uh, you know, he was uh at the sink. And he said, you know, Lord, I don't know what to do. And he said that those words, that song in that moment came to him. And I've heard him explain in other times that um he feels that the word that the Lord was trying to render to him in that moment was, yes, things are bad, but am I still good? And understanding that the problem started to shrink when he began to magnify God. And so for me is duly the testimony that he told um, about how the song came to be, um, as well as the lyrics themselves and how they truly minister. And um, as I was referencing before, how you, how they invoke your own personal experience and your own personal recollection um, of what God has brought you through? Because the drive or the vamp of the song says, uh, "So many doors you've opened, so many ways you made, so many times you've healed me. You've been better than good to me." And so um, I, that's you know reminiscent of what and uh, Minister Bolden know like this. Uh, it's reminiscent of what we know to be testimony service of. Um, going down the list and recalling what God has done in your life. And so uh, for me, that's certainly, and I tend to kind of look at things from kind of an outside looking in perspective and especially when it comes to uh, worship music. And what I mean when I say that is I kind of tend to deem the power or the reach of a song by the various audiences that gravitate towards it. And the fact that, you know, I could be in a large church that is multi ethnic, or I could be in a storefront apostolic church, you know, that is me and seven other people, you know. But uh wherever you are, you know, when you sing that song, the power of God comes into the room. And so I, I think, you know, and everybody can relate to it in such a way where it's not so, uh, culturally relevant, you know, to, you know, a Pentecostal experience that if all I know is, you know, uh uh, you know, hands up, hearts open, you know, if if my experience is different, then it does <coughs> not that's your song, Sister Nina. Who says um, I know when it it does, it doesn't compromise, you know, um the power that is in the song. And so that's one song that I feel like, you know, accomplishes that in that wherever you may go to sing it um the room is going to respond because going back to the fact that you know the writer he wrote it from a place of genuinely um seeking god and uh, the song was in turn you know an answer from god and so i think that that's the reason why people may connect to it so much including me
1: mm, that's good that's good minister peterson
4: And just let me know if you need to repeat the question. Um, I think I remember. Okay. Uh, in the last 15 years, is there a modern song? Yeah, yeah. That invokes the spirit or something like that. Oh, like and, that does um, invoke the spirit, but no know. I'm I'm I got you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot. I've heard a few, but I don't know a lot. But... I know one song that popped in my head was, um, the, I don't know who's bad, but it says, Oh, come to the altar. Uh, Uh, I'm not too
1: sure. I I, I think Nina know, you
4: know that song?
0: I
1: know that song. Yeah. I probably heard that
4: song, you know, talking about repentance, you know, Mm. when you talk about the altar, you know, that sacrifice. So that's a, a modern song. I'm not sure who's bad again, but, uh,
2: I like that song. That's a
4: nice song. Hmm. No, that's, yes, good. that's yeah. good. That's good.
2: That's <laughs> good. Oh, and Mr. Volden. I I don't know too many. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> there's a few from Miranda <laughs> Curtis that I know, but if you ask me who's saying this, who's saying that, wow. I, I don't
1: know. Okay, no, that's so. that's good. No, that's no, that's yeah. a, it's all good. It's all good. Um <laughs> I
0: think you want to Yeah, um, wanted to transition just a tad bit and get your opinions on changing the lyrics to a worldly song to make mm. it gospel. What do you all think about that? For example, a a a, a well known one is Jesus is the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all know about that, one, but the origination is
1: Gladys Knight.
0: Gladys Knight. Speaking of a. A love interest. Right. He's the best thing that ever happened to her. Mm-hmm. And, and James Cleveland picked it up and said, "I don't know who Glad is talking about, <laughs> but for him, Jesus is the best thing." So, do you think um, that is appropriate? Do you think that that is in any way conflicting? You know, the message when we do that.
1: Also, too, just to add to what Sister Nina has said as well. know, that's a pretty older song, right? Yeah, it's older. And let, I'm gonna mm-hmm. bring it to. Modern time, that way we got a good balance here. And I know Jesus is the best thing is a very, uh, that's a very popular (laughs) one in all churches, many churches sing it. Now I seen a video on YouTube where I seen a church, I'm sure you all are familiar with Drake. He had a song called Hotline Bling a few years ago. They changed Hotline Bling and made it a gospel song. So the floor is yours, what do y'all think about that? Matter of fact, you know what? Mister Gay, we are gonna start
4: with you. So let's start with Mister Gay. <laughs> it was my turn to start. It was my turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think, man. So we, yeah, we all sing the uh, Jesus, the best thing. Mm-hmm. We all sing that, right? And I'm trying to be nice yeah. <laughs> but at the same time you're not supposed to mix the offering you're not supposed to mix that with uh worldly things or you know in the old testament he let you know he, he wasn't accepting um you messing with the uh the incense right and i think that ties into that you know you got to remember uh when you worship god wants what he wants and he doesn't want something that is familiar to the world it's a whole change that has to happen, right? And, I, and, and I'm and i not saying that we have to sing old style songs. That's just what God wants. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if it's a worldly thing, I think we should leave it there. I think that's the best place for it um, because it can be confusing to the guy who knows the song in the world and be like, oh, this ring is this glad as night. And the thing is, it's gonna remind them you could be doing more damage. It could remind them Gladys Mate, they might pull up a whole Gladys Mate album. You you I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, you got
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: right, no. No, no. <laughs> you gotta take that way sometimes, man. But yes, I sing it, Jesus the best thing, have gotten anointed off of it. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Because my heart and my mind is Jesus is the very best thing. But mm. if if I just i just feel like we probably shouldn't do that because you know what it does though it spirals out of hand like we got the mm. headline blank don't really know the song I, i've, I've mm-hmm. heard it in past but it's like how do you make that a gospel song? like how like i i don't know people it, <laughs> but no i would say no. <clears throat> minister smith go ahead and, uh give us something on that
1: because <laughs> minister uh, I, a
4: songwriter, I saw- so yeah this
1: is good
3: I I saw Minister voted As soon as the question was asked, I I saw him. He you know his bishop face went on. He said, "I don't know about that," but uh, <laughs> I I guess I, I might I might stir up the room a little bit, um, because my all time favorite musical artist um, ever is Kirk Franklin, and mm. uh, especially in recent history, um, he's kind of made his catalog off of flipping, you know, um something that is familiar to, you know, say an RB song or pop song, um, and changing the lyrics or, you know, altering the melody, whatever it is, um, to make it modern. Um mm-hmm. so I think that in the context of it being used as I referenced earlier as a bridge to bring someone to Christ. Um it can be helpful, but I think that it can be equally detrimental. Um, Mm. um, You know, unless you have been in a coma, uh, you in one way or another had have heard the phrase in the last four years make America great again. Um, And I saw a a preacher that um, is, I guess, fairly well known nationally, um, Bishop S.Y. Younger. Um, He made a post a few weeks ago, I think it was uh, to his page that said, make church sacred again. Um, yeah. And he made mention in the in the caption about, you know, how it's become a culture of, you know, having your phone out in church and talking and, you know, all of these other things that have become commonplace in the house of God. Um, when I saw some a comment pop up, uh, somebody made mention of mixing light with darkness um, and that you know, how that is, should not be the case. And so I think in that same way, you know, we have to be careful. Uh, We have to be discerning of how much we give attention and give heed to those things. Um, I think in the context of the house of the Lord, um, I believe that it should have its sacred place. And as a result, there should be a level of discernment to assure that we're singing sacred songs in a sacred place. Um, Mm -hmm. Even the children of Israel asked the question, how can we sing one of our songs in a strange land? And so I think that um, while it may be orally pleasing as it pertains to sometimes it, you know, having a nice melody and a nice beat, and because it's familiar to you, you know, it's easy to sing along. um, I think that Brother Gabe touched on an excellent point that, you know, uh, it could also be a detriment of reminding them and taking them back, mm-hmm. you know, of, you know, their good old days, if you will. And <laughs> so I think that, <laughs> I think that uh, their that, that BC days, um, I think that it's important that we um, remain grounded and remain discerning. And I'm not going to condemn anyone for doing so you know, and especially me personally, I I think that that would be contradictory considering I just, you know, named Kirk Franklin, namely. Um, But I think that we should be careful. You know, I'm I'm not subscribing to the notion that that should be all of your intake. But again, like I said, it can help to be a bridge to bring somebody to a can't nobody be me like Jesus. You know, Um, and I think that that may have been even intentional from, you know, James Cleveland and all of those that saying Jesus is the best thing uh from that era knowing how familiar the gladys night song would be to certain people that now they hear it and uh I don't think that there's any malicious intent behind you know when people flip those songs um but I do that, think yeah. that it is important yeah, that we are discerning yeah. of um
0: yeah I think know,
1: I'll be not no, no, she, remember her was having a sad conversation because I got a question for y'all, uh, a good scenario. Okay, okay. Um, But, uh, Minister Bowden, after you, uh, I'll get the scenario, and I, I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that.
2: I, I think it's very inappropriate uh, to, mm. to, to bring worldliness into the house of God. I remember sitting, my uncle brought, uh, I think it was a CD back then, Shirley mm. Caesar started rapping. My grandmother almost died in her on her couch that day, and I said, "That's Shirley Caesar and Ty Trippett Oh, and I, re- I remember her saying, "Oh Lord Jesus, we didn't lost Shirley." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! But, but you know, now before God bless and rest his soul, the humble uh, Rance Allen, I think he ended mm-hmm. up. Doing a record with Snoop Dogg. So, I mean, it's not uncommon for these things to happen. I mean, I just think there's a thin line. They used to sing a song years ago. A lot of people don't know it, but goodbye, goodbye. I crossed this separated line. I left this old world behind. Uh-oh. <laughs> I <I'm> crossed <laughs> this separated line. <laughs> so there has to there has to be. A thin line that we draw the line at if not it's gonna be a lot of mixing, a lot of mixing. Like mm. I remember one of our assistant pastors introduced rap on a watch night service.
1: Wow. <laughs>
2: the Saints got out of there faster <laughs> than a bomb scare. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it to all say it's inappropriate and I think things should be left the way that they are. So that's my that's my point on that. <laughs> Y- y-
1: y'all must have the spirit of discern experience Because that, y'all, that point Just made this scenario That much sweeter, right? <clears throat> so with that being said So what do you do, right? And it, this is a little comical So I just wanted to throw this monkey wrench in there uh, What do you do, right? Somebody gets up And before they minister the word They sing a gospel song But it has some rapping in it And then they rap before they preach. And then after they finish rapping, they say, all right, now let's open up the word of God, blah, blah, blah. What's your reaction? <laughs> how do you how do you recuperate? Like, are you going to listen to this person or are you thrown off at this point? Go ahead, Minister Smith, talk to us. Am
3: I allowed to defer? Because I would love to hear Minister Bowden based on his facial expression when he heard Matter of us.
1: fact, let's start with Minister Bowden. We'll swing back to
2: Minister Smith. <laughs> me and a good pastor friend of mine named Elder Demetrius Taylor when they used to start rapping and all their comical stuff as we call it we would just put our heads down just because we were not for it but I have learned over the years that this is a ever involving generation and some people you're gonna reach through gospel rapping. So have I listened to it? Do I listen to it on a daily basis? No, but I have familiarized myself with it uh, just to know what's out there. But I mean, I would listen to it. I mean, I wouldn't get up and leave the church just out of the honorary thing if somebody was up, but if that's what they do then, but if I'm over the committee to to call them back, they would not be back.
1: Mm. <laughs> I see uh I see sister Tierra. she wrote in the comments she said lol help us lord because the music gets me so <laughs> uh, what about you minister yeah. smith um I agree with
3: uh minister bolden I um like to think that I've been trained well in ministry and um I understand protocol and things of that nature and so It would not be wise to uh, make a scene in that moment as far as, you know, pulling the coattail, if you will, of the Mm. person once they're up there. And I'm also definitely a an advocate of um, allowing someone to uh, let the Lord use them as Mm. he uses them, you know, because uh, there are different offices in the church and God has gifted us in different ways. Yet at the same time, I think that is it's worth noting that there's a time and a place for everything, and mm. I personally would not do such a thing, um, and, and would not um, subscribe, if you will, to to the notion that you know you, that it's appropriate to to do that in that context mm. and in that time. Um, but I again, I would not um, be one that would condemn them in that moment, so to speak, uh, or even moving forward, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily uh deem them to be a, a certain type of way as a person if they were to do such a thing. Um it's just that as Minister Bowden said, um, based on the context of the situation, I um I don't think that it that it's wise timing as I see this comment makes reference to. So um mm. and, and I think that someone's that someone's (coughs) thinking that that is good timing for such a thing as Mr. bonus would say um i don't know that they would they would receive an invitation again Uh, Mm. but of course in in respect of protocol i would not um stop them in that moment and uh at least give an ear you know to hear what they are saying you know because i think Mm. sometimes people especially those with uh respectfully antiquated mindsets sometimes may deem like rap or things like that to be not of god um when i don't necessarily i wouldn't subscribe to that notion because i think that you know at its core rap is you know poetry you know in a a rhythmic pattern and so you know we we let the church mothers get up with their poems at christmas time and all other times of the year um you know, and, and throw their <coughs> scriptures in there. So um you know I think we should tread lightly to to take that perspective. Um because I think it's not it's not what you're doing, it's what you're saying in that regard.
1: So mm. Mm. Minister Gabe, Minister Peterson, what's your thoughts, my brother? Oh uh, ask a question report. Oh Did absolutely
4: comments on y'all
1: Yeah, yeah we are, yeah. People comment and they share
4: their thoughts how they're oh, yeah, so I mean, be careful. Uh, Say, like, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, we can still be brethren in Christ after this statement, man. But I'm getting out of it. Nah, I'm playing. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna sit there, right? But just thinking from a, a father standpoint, you gotta be careful what seeds are planted in your church. Huh. You gotta be careful. And, I, and I, I disagree with the, you know, especially the rap. The rap come with aggression. It, it come with a certain, uh, the delivery of rap is, is, I can't explain what it is, but it's different. It's a little different, it's poetry, but it's a little different, right? So with that, cause I mean, for one, I used to rap.
0: Mm.
4: And writing all of that, right? So with that, I, I don't think it mixed. I don't think it mixed at all. And uh, for the answer to this scenario, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna walk out. I'm not gonna walk out. Um, But I'm, I'm gonna be real doubtful about what's coming next. <laughs> like I'm, I'm being honest with you, I'm gonna be real doubtful about what I'm hearing next. Um, Especially the way I've been raised, the way I, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's just what's gonna be, you know. Um, sorry, like I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Type, like that's just the way I'm raised, you know, like if I hear him, he up there rapping and he about to break full bread of life. I'm gonna think that with the, <laughs> the, the, the spirit that <laughs> forewarn him, especially if he, like certain churches, you can get away with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, because right, right. He, he, he evolved. But if the spirit, didn't, if he didn't discern that this is inappropriate, uh what did he deserve to feed me with? Like you you understand know what I'm saying? Man? Like <laughs> right, that makes <laughs> sense. But I i can't get with it, man. I'm
1: sorry. I can't hmm. man. Man, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh so I would say this conversation has been so fruitful. I think it's been beautiful. The feedback, of course, people are sharing their thoughts. A lot of young people are. Um, so the final question of the night. Um <clears throat> I think this is a good way to end it here. Um, and I think this fits for Minister Jared, you know, cause you're a songwriter as you stated. So I wanna ask for the final question of tonight. So musical talents in church. Now we 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 have to acknowledge that that does exist a musical talents. Um, so how does this generation and the next generation make spiritual music, though it may not sound like the traditional way? You know, how do we, Write songs or how do we sing songs that's still spiritual? The music sounds great where we can clap our hands and we can, you know, nod our head. And you know, it's our own, it's the church's music. It's it's you know what I mean? Like, how do we have a perfect balance? Because you know, we gotta be real, you know, as time progresses, you know, people, even our generation, you know, hymns. People call those slave songs, you know, people say slave songs or it's born, it doesn't have a upbeat, you know, these different sorts of things or what have you. So that's my question. How does this generation bring about a balance to where the music is spiritual? It has some great spiritual substance, but at the same time, we're able to enjoy
0: it. I want to add a little something to that. Um, would expecting everyone to sound the same take away from the creativity of the individual? Huh because just let's say all four of us were rappers just for instance um i'm obviously probably not going to rap exactly like george bolded right (laughs) or my message might not even be the same so are we expecting everyone to fit our preference Mm. you know what i mean does that make sense my question and i wanted to say hope
1: absolutely let me let us know if we need to kind of like mix that all together so it's like yeah. compacted. But did that make sense? Can you guys take it from there? I'm not that you guys are slow or anything, I'm just trying to Absolutely. make sure okay. Now that's perfect. I just want to make sure because I don't want insult by intelligence or nothing like that. Um, but Minister Bolton, you you, you want to start us out with that and we'll swing.
0: Away.
2: <clears throat> I, I think as time progresses. Uh, because even the time in which we're living in now, we can see that time is on an ample move. So in order to reach this next generation, as long as Jesus is in the music, as long as Jesus is being praised, honored and worshiped, uh, I don't think changing our style or the way that we do music, uh, I don't think it's a bad it's a bad thing. Uh, but the issue that I have is the less and less I see that Jesus is not being glorified in the music and self and cars and jets, and uh, Louis Vuitton and all of the special uh, things, the iPads and stuff that people want to carry. If that is in the forefront of the music, then that's where I have an issue. Uh, but if you want to sing a song, if you want to uh, rewrite, yes, Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so. And it's done in decency and order and it's led by a Holy Spirit in the in Holy Ghost field individual. I don't see an issue with that. As long as God, like I said, I'll stand on the standpoint. As long as God is being glorified, honored, and respected in the music, I don't see that it's Man, an issue. God. Nobody is going to sound the same. Uh, how how you sing? Have you tried Jesus? at your church may be different than mine just the style and the beat of it uh how you sing greatest life faithfulness i may hang out the notes a little longer you may be more of an upbeat singer so all the styles are not going to be the same but if we can glorify god at the end of the song that's all that matters and just to pinpoint before we go on the call and response songs i think more and more as time progresses as i said uh, I don't see testimony service being held anymore. Mm. And so, you know, those call and response songs, you know, 10, maybe five to 10 years out the way, that's going to be really a thing of the past. So, you know, we, we are always moving forward. God never changes, but the way how we do stuff, you know, sometimes I, we are accustomed to, as, as young preachers, we were taught to sing a song to uplift the people before we preach, that may be not be the notion for some of these young preachers. You may have to get straight into the Word of God, and everybody hasn't been called to sing as well. So that's my thought on that. Nah,
1: that's perfect. That's perfect, um, Minister Peterson. What you think about that? Uh,
4: so I remember Nina's question about. Uh, uh, she said, "Do hold on." As a matter of fact, I kind of don't. Can you repeat it? Need to answer, so, the question. So, <laughs> okay, so, so, so my question was,
1: being that there are musical talents in the church, especially amongst young people, how do, how do young people write songs or you know create content where it's a perfect balance, where you know it's still spiritual, but yet it's not the, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, and uh, so yeah. and I was asking.
0: <clears throat> I sort of forgot my own question, but uh, like,
1: so pretty much,
0: it's, yeah, it's like, um, do we take away from the person's creativity, you know, the individual's creativity to uh, make them fit in? A you know what I mean? Like, if I decide to write a song, is it only correct because it sounds like a hymn, or you know what I mean?
4: Yeah, um. No, so I, I like, like, brother Bowden has said, uh, Minister Bowden has said, um, we all different, we bring something different to the table, our styles is a little different. Um, the Lord made us that way to be different, but in mind, we were supposed to be unified, you know, our intentions of what we're doing is supposed to be unified, it's to give glory to God. So I'm, yeah, I wouldn't have somebody be like, yeah, uh, you're going to make a new song, you know, talking about I love you to the Lord. You don't say you got to make it sound like, you know, the old rugged cross or something like that. No, <laughs> you, you're boxing in that creativity. You know, you're yeah. not really letting them express from the experience. You know, you got to be free <clears throat> to express that experience. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to sound uh, like a hymn Um but uh, it, should, it should definitely sound, you know, godly. It should sound, you know, That's godly. It. Uh, it's it, it's just it should sound like it belongs in church. Okay. Mm. That you know, if it's if it's a club beat that goes to, it, I'm gonna enjoy it, right? My gay the flesh, gay, gay,
1: I'm gonna
0: <laughs>
4: enjoy it. But I, I want to be saved. I want to be edified. And 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 see, with me when it comes to music, right? It's a fine line because. Any simple beat will remind me, mm. and so even the church now, even the church now, we sing some old songs, uh, that may not be hymns, but like, uh, I'm running for my life, you know, we've heard that all lot, but we can get the vibe in it and get the shaking, <laughs> but it's flat, you you understand what I'm saying, right, right? Right, right. So, like, it's it's, it's 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 real, you gotta be real careful, that's why intention. Is one of the biggest things when, if you're gonna write music, you know, and to edify the people of God, you know, you gotta make sure your attention is right, you know. Um, and I hope I answered Brother Ansemar's question too. I'm not sure. No, no, no,
1: you did. No, nah, that's okay. good. No, nah, you did. You did. Now, nah, straight to the point. That's perfect. uh Yeah, uh, now, Minister Smith, I definitely wanted Minister Smith to close out. You know, you write songs and stuff like that. So I'm definitely interested to hear your perspective on that. <clears throat> sure, sure.
3: So um even as i mentioned earlier you know in my own songwriting i try to be intentional to um assure that the scriptures are are heard through the song and and through the lyrics um because the word is what is going to connect um to the heart of both the believer and the unbeliever um Mm -hmm. to receive what is being said um, because people, when when the, the beat clears, you know, and and everything stops, then people are going to examine what you actually said, and mm. that is what brings about the presence of God. That's what brings about the change. That what brings that's what brings about the connection to the song. Um, I wrote down here because I didn't want to forget what came to my mind when you asked the question. Um, I wrote down a few things that had come to mind instantly. Um, And the first thing was uh, the scripture, which says that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning nor variableness. And so um, understanding that uh, if we are going to be sufficiently creative, we must be tapped into the creator.
0: Mm. And so
3: if God gave it to us, the only way that it will operate in its fullness and with excellence is when we turn it back to him. And when Uh we don't allow it to be distorted by propaganda, by what people are telling us, by what our even own opinion may be about it. But we have to stick with what God's word says about the gift that he gave to us. Um, The psalmist says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So we understand that praise is a result um, or praise is the byproduct of us reflecting on what God has done for us and who God is to us and the fact that Our gift would be nothing without him. Um, Mm. The old hymn says, uh, if I if I be lifted up and even in in scripture um, from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. So if Jesus is the center and if your gift is being filtered through what God is saying um, as a result, then people will be drawn to it, and God's will will be done. Um, that souls will be saved, that lives will be changed, that hearts will be repentant before God, and that um, He would be glorified in everything that we're doing. Um, and I wanted to make the point to uh, Sister Nina's question about you know preference and the fact that you know some people. And it may not necessarily be, you know, anyone's testimony here, but um, you know, some people enjoy the teaching of, you know, a Joel Osteen, or you know, some people um would rather have, you know, the teaching or the preaching of a of a Bishop T D Jakes or a Bishop No Jones or you know, and others may prefer to only watch you know, older preachers, you know, um, Mm. uh, of times past. I know, you know, my brother, uh, Minister Bowden, loves Bishop Patterson, you know, so um, some of the forefathers of the church as we know it today. And so um, in that same way, you know, so as it is in music, in that people have different preferences. And so what, you know, I may not necessarily connect to Hillsong, but for somebody else, that may be the key that gets them into the presence of the Lord, you know, uh-huh. and in that same way, you know, for <coughs> them, they may not connect to a, a old choir song or, or a hymn, you know, in the same way that we do, because it's centered around our experience. You know, it's like our experience is what breeds our preference. And so it's right. like, you know, I don't necessarily subscribe to, and I might get kicked off the live for saying this, but I don't necessarily subscribe to putting mumbo sauce on my chicken. But that's okay.
4: Oh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, let's get them all.
0: I still love all my family, <laughs> I you,
3: love you love. know, and in the, the uttermost parts of Maryland. You know, I still love y'all, but that's just not my preference because it's not You like that salt, pepper, ketchup, you know, huh? You know, yes, sir, you already know. Yeah, Hot sauce okay. Too, I'm dealing it. So <laughs> it's, it's our experiences and where we're from and what we're accustomed to is what Breeze our preference, you know? And so in that same way, you know, um, because I have, you know, a Baptist upbringing, you know, but have been reared spiritually in an apostolic church, you know, there are certain things that I have a tendency um, to gravitate towards because that's what my palate has been trained to receive. And um, so I think in that same way, you know, some people will not, you know, gravitate towards your gift, but that does not make your gift invalid. You know, God still made it that way because there is someone or some people that are connected to responding to your gift the way that God gave it to you. And that leads me to my last and final point of what I was, you know, writing down that I wanted to get to, which was the fact that our chief goal should be that God is pleased. Mm -hmm. And so we cannot get caught up in tending more to people's preferences more than. We tend to God's principles and God's standards about a thing. And so whenever we are submitted to God and when we submit ourselves, you know, we 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 sing songs like, you know, I give myself away. Mm. But do we really mean that? Because the true meaning and the depth of that statement is that everything that I am, everything that I have, everything that I ever acquire in this life, it belongs to God. And so when we even take our musical gifts from that perspective and say this belongs to God, then we are in a posture where God can use it and God can bless it and God can give us something, a sound, you know, that is unique to what he's given to us so that it'll connect to someone else, you know, and In that same way, I think in doing so, when your heart is pure, when your intentions are right, when you are submitted to God in such a way where you want His will to be seen and you want the kingdom to be expanded and you want lives to be changed and souls to be saved and the most to be made out of what God has given to you, then God will give you a sound that people will respond to. And so I think that we do too much. And when I say we, let me be a little more specific. I think that it's too common in music you know in songwriting and you know more specifically to this conversation in gospel you know in the gospel music industry i think there's too much chasing of a hit and so if the country sound is what is hitting right now then that's what we're going to chase but instead it should be the perspective of i'm chasing after the presence of the lord and whatever i hear in that moment that's what i'm running with because you know as as minister bolden would know this song The Bible is wrong. The Bible is right and somebody is wrong. And so, you know, people have these perspectives, you know, that, you know, they have epiphanies and, you know, they have come up with these variations of, you know, the doctrine of the Bible and, you know, they run with it. But all they're doing is getting themselves even more dazed and confused. We've got to stick to the script. We got to stick to what we know works. And as a result, we will see
1: the power of God,
3: even through music.
1: Nah, that's, that's, amen, amen. Hey, I wanted to say this has been an excellent discussion. It's been uh, refreshing to hear you all's perspectives. Um, I do want to say in the comments, man, they was a little shocked at the Mombasa's comment, man. They, they was a little shocked at that. Ah, they they were getting me. They were getting me. Hey, hey.
3: My feedback might, it, it might
1: get a little murky, cause. Oh nah, no, nah, that's know. eight. It's, I was gonna say <laughs> that eight is good. Trouble. Nah, I was gonna say it, it's, it's good. good. It's good, that's man.
3: That's what
1: I've heard. It's, you know. it's good, cause you know, if you know, if we all, if we all bring the same yeah, perspective, yeah. um, if we all saying the same. I mean, if you catch what I'm trying to say, on certain things, we all should agree on. But it's nothing wrong with having those different perspectives, right? You know, you may strike a chord. You may right, call right. somebody. Right. else preference. Absolutely.
3: Right,
1: right. You right. do for taking time out your schedule on today. Um I can definitely say I was blessed. I enjoyed hearing you all perspectives. The people in the comments, it seemed like everybody enjoyed it. Wonderful. Sister Lashana is saying we should do a part two. I was thinking the same thing. Cool. Uh, it was different. There were questions I did want to ask them. See um, what before we close I did want to say, I want to shout out my, uh, my one of my uh, little cousins, John Ward Jr. Hey man, this dude, I try to hold my laugh in a few times in some of his comments.
4: I'm like, i to lie. I was going to say, I, but,
1: uh, I saw him pop up a few times. My, my
0: guy was going
4: in. Yeah, he going he to say what he going to say. going. That's what
1: good. What he yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the young brothers uh, at our local assembly, so. Good, uh, that's good. He good. tuned in. But, you know, before we close out, we wanted you brothers to go around and say some final words to the young people. And uh, we can let you all enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Uh, Minister Bowden. I,
2: I want to say <clears throat> I'm always blessed to be among those who are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But especially this platform here, these wonderful people of God who are, uh, they interview these great preachers and these great ministries so god bless you to uh brother and sister allen but to all those who are watching know that uh, we're living in the day and time that uh the hymns of the church are good but pray and ask god for wisdom on how to reach this next generation uh even you know wearing a, a robe into the pulpit uh, to me, uh, that's a standard, but to some of our younger ministers who are coming on the scene, uh, that is deemed old school. Uh, fasting and praying is deemed old school. Uh, mm. But here around in this day and time, pray and ask God for wisdom. That is my prayer. That is my desire moving forward uh, in order for us as young preachers, as young ministers on the field to reach this next generation. So God bless you all. And thank you.
1: Amen. Amen. Minister Smith.
3: Um, yes, I certainly echo the sentiments of Minister Bolden, um, you know, being a songwriter, being just a lover of music in general. Um, I'm very much subscribed to the power of music and the gift that music is to so many. Um, but the Bible says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from Evan. Forgive their sins and heal their land. And so many are looking for answers in this day that is uncharted territory that we've never seen before, that we've never had to live through before. Um, but the answer, I believe, as Andre Crouch wrote the song, that Jesus is still the answer yes, for the world. It's my Above him, there's no other. He is the only way. And so I thank God tonight for Jesus. Amen. We didn't. I didn't. We, I, I. didn't come to start no fires or nothing. <laughs> Lie. But I'm grateful. Oh, praise him! Praise
2: him! This <laughs>
3: opportunity <laughs> and, and, and definitely grateful to you, brother Anton and sister Nina for the invitation. Um, this was a lot of fun and very enriching. Um, I think that it is important that as people of God, we have conversations that we grow from, that we walk yes. away from the table with more than what we came to. And so I certainly can say that I, I feel that way tonight and um, am certainly glad to now be connected with other young people striving to live for God. Um, if I were to leave a word with the young people, it would simply be stay with God and you'll never be lost. Sometimes we are trying to find our way and go through what many would deem to be an identity crisis, not trying to fit in and, and, and be like everybody else, but... uh the bible says that we are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and a peculiar people a holy nation that we should show forth the praises of him that have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light so as my brother minister george's shirt says we have a call to be different and yes. so yield to that call and stay
1: uh, amen amen minister uh, peterson
4: uh the- Want to say uh thank you guys for uh the invite. Um thanks for having me on. I enjoyed the conversation. Uh no fires, mind. no fires, no uh malice or of any sort. You know, we can disagree and still be good, you know, and that's the way it should be, you know, have disagreements until we all come into the unity of the faith. Um, so we all we're gonna disagree um until we come into the unity of the faith <laughs> and uh yeah, and, and there's a lot to take from it even though i i stand on what i stand on i still have to make sure i'm sure you know and what i believe i still gotta research and uh because to he that one of souls is wise you ever learning and so I, I gotta make sure i'm not uh, uh hindering god moving in my life uh you know trying to be bullheaded or anything like that so you know i'm i'm encouraged by i'm encouraged by what uh the uh discernment amongst youth uh broadcast does um and and this is this is what it's all about man getting that word out through yeah. songs through preaching how it gets out if i believe anything for the uh, for the youth or anyone period you know jesus is the way and, and yeah. the brother quoted this song he said the bible is right and somebody's wrong listen if the Bible's right, <laughs> and you in the church, everybody outside the church is wrong. So mm. get in the church. Get in the church and stay in the church. And let these songs marinate in your 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 spirit and your heart, and they'll ground you. You mm. need them. You need these songs. <clears throat> That's my last word. I thank y'all. Hopefully y'all have a good night, okay?
1: Yes, sir. I wanted to say uh thank you, brothers, one more time one more time. Uh, We'll definitely do this again. I mean, this was outstanding. Um, And uh, as I stated, God bless you all to the viewers out there. Thank you all for tuning in.
0: Until next time, y'all have a good night.
2: God bless you. Thank you, sir.
0: Yes, sir.